Imagine you want to open your favorite social media app. Maybe it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And when you open it, you discover that your account was blocked. You cannot access it. Well, this is literally what happened to me. And this is also the reason why we need decentralized social media. And to make a long story short, you know, I had a LinkedIn account that I used to connect with Web3 Builders. Thanks to this, you will be able to listen to our inspiring conversations. But one day I woke up and just discovered that LinkedIn banned my account. So yeah, this is a big problem. And if it's happening, it's because of the centralization that we are seeing in the current version of internet. But before we develop on the concept of decentralized social media, let's do a quick overview of the evolution of internet. At the very beginning, it's important to mention that internet was created to decentralize the access to information. Because thanks to internet, anybody can access information online, right? So this was good. And the first version of internet is called Web1, and we call it as a read-only internet. Because created some websites was too technical, and the majority of uh, the people were only able to read what was already available on internet. Then comes Web2 with the emergence of uh, CMS, customer management systems, which allowed people to create some websites, to build websites with no technical skills at all. That's why the Web2 is considered as a read and write internet. Web2 is also the emergence of social media. Thanks to Web2, anyone were able to have an account of social media, create content, grow an audience. But the problem with that is that these social media were owned by centralized companies. And people creating content on these social media also generated a lot of data. And content creator, but also users who didn't create content were producing data, right? And all the content created and the data generated was owned and managed by this centralized entity. Let's call it the GAFAMs, you know, Google, Amazon, Facebook, now Meta, Apple, and Microsoft. And the problem with this is that as they act like a black box, we didn't know what they were actually doing with our data until we saw some scandals like Cambridge Analytica. So this is a big problem. And the other problem is the one related to what I told you in the introduction is that as we do not own the content we create, as we do not actually own our account, there's a risk that our account can be banned at any time. So these create a lot of problem. And that's when Web3 comes as a great solution. Because 
in Web3, you can not only read and write, and write, sorry, but you can actually own the content you produce thanks to the blockchain technology. I won't develop on that. Maybe it will be the topic for a new podcast episode. But the ownership is, I think, one of the most important things that differentiates Web3 from the past version of the internet. And Web3 is also characterized by decentralization and verifiability and transparency because anything on the blockchain is transparent, you know? So when it comes to social media in Web3, which are decentralized, we can see that they offer more opportunities to the content creators. Because on decentralized social media, you can actually own the content you produce thanks to NFTs, for instance. And on decentralized social media, there's no centralized entity that will be able to take your account down for no reason. And on decentralized social media, the data generated by the content you produce is yours. And decentralized social media allows a better redistribution of wealth because while in Web2 we didn't know how the GAFAM were making millions of our data, in Web3 you can actually decide to give your data to a third party that will pay you for the data you produced. They won't pay a company that will only give you some sense, you know? So yeah, this is the main differences between the social media in Web2 and the social media in Web3. And I want to give you some names of decentralized social media. If you want to learn more about them, I will put the link in the description. So I will share with you some Twitter-like apps. There's no social media yet that reached mass adoption, but it's really interesting to see how they will grow over time. So the first one is a Lens Protocol, Lenster, and this one was created by the team behind AV, which is a very popular DeFi lending protocol. The second one is Deso, and the third one is Damus. And by the way, Damus just launched the, uh, the um, app so if you want to try this social media, you will be able to download the app on the App Store. So I don't want to make a podcast which is too long. So maybe on another topic, we will be able to go deeper in this social media. But I hope you had a great overview on the different version of Internet and why Web3 and decentralized social media is actually a necessity. Let me know what you think in the comments. And... Uh, Let's speak tomorrow for another podcast. Thanks again for your time. Bye.